Today's episode is for the first time ever officially sponsored by Smack's fifth anniversary show. Smack is the longest running comedy brand with weekly English language shows and Chinese and French language shows too. Smack is also a comedy school with four different level ongoing programs and occasionally master classes. Smack is a team building and corporate training brand. Smack offers customized comedy shows for charity events, corporate events, and store openings. Smack is everywhere. It's more present in your food than MSG, more ubiquitous than plastic bags, more awesome than taxi drivers, and more laughter every week. Tickets for Smack's fifth anniversary show on June the 4th at the Pearl are selling fast. So go to www.smack.net for all details and follow Smack Shanghai on WeChat. Dear Shanghai fans, Shanghai trash, real Shanghai goods, and fake lawyers, this week's episode is sponsored by kissing. Yes, kissing is everywhere. Whether you want to assert your power like Caesar or Eddie Carbone, whether you want to spread diseases faster than coughing or shaking hands, whether you want to make everyone feel awkward at the job interview or else, it's your right to gobsmack people literally. Recently, in the Chinese netizen land, seven silly but nonetheless an unfortunately experienced ways of kissing have been listed by users with too much time on their hands and no one nearby to kiss. It comes with the animated gifts and all. At number seven, the speckled speck, whereby the initiator transforms themselves into a cock, and by that I mean rooster, and starts pecking the receiver's face with pouted lips. Let us know if you can fly and lay an egg after that. All the cocks usually don't. At number six, the infamous lick over, which allows the initiator to smother the receiver's face with a coat of smelly saliva, thus perpetrating the natural habits of the slug, a common delicacy in China. So don't feel bad, but honored if this happens to you. At number five, the twist and turn: just pout your lips, come into contact, and ring your lips right and left, and hope for the best. But remember, no tongue allowed. At number four, the mouth cunning linguist, which dictates that your tongue quickly darts in and out of your stupefied partner's mouth. At number three is a variation of the lickover, which I have dubbed the hungry kiss. Just eat your partner's face like a sloth on acid. At number two, experienced divers will hold their breath as long as possible and seal their lips against their partners until blue faces and popped-out eyes happen. Finally, at number one is the head kiss, which is basically throwing your whole face against your partners, going by the never-bulging principle, which states that if your new date is unconscious, they cannot complain about your awful kissing skills. Welcome to the 18th podcast episode of Shanghai Comedy Corner, the only podcast in which a French dude speaks English and interviews Americans in China. That's right, I'm the only one. I'm talking to you for the re- from the redundantly famous 72 Collective Recording Studio out here in Southern Shuhui District, prying open the funny part of your brains with golden chopsticks and unbelievably bringing you fun and people of note via Shanghai Comedy Corner. This week. American record lover, gayest straight guy I know, and I say this as a compliment, bar owner and colonist Sacco, and I will bring you weird news and Shanghai stage news. It's random, it's fun, and it's as unexpected as real alcohol in a cheap local bar. Hello, Sacco. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? I am super, thank you. Good. How was your day?、Uh, my day was super.、Uh, as I mentioned before, I just came from Happy Valley, 
which is not too far from the studio here. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever a guest on this beautiful podcast, you should uh, come down early and head to the Happy Valley. So. Yeah, and get wet. And get wet, yeah. Or if you're <laughs> stupid like me, you uh, refuse to pay the Fi Kwai for the poncho, so you're soaked all day. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's discuss news with the idiot. And uh, let's go directly to the weird news around Shanghai and China. First weird news of the of the podcast is a 1980 Chinese comic book adaptation of Star Wars mm. found in Shanghai. And uh, it's pretty awesome. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. You can I go to no. shanghai.com. I'll just visualize it. So. Yeah. Uh, it, basically, they're quite good, you know, with all the plots and the characters. It's pretty accurate. And it's all in Mandarin, huh? Yeah, it's all in Mandarin, and they're pretty accurate with the attack of the Death Star. So is it just a straight ripoff, or what? Or is this it's actually a, it, a new story? Or? It's a kind of a straight ripoff. Yeah. But, however, the funny part is that they got Chewbacca wrong. <laughs> he looks like a big ape. <laughs> and uh, the, all the minor characters are kind of wrong, too. But the very interesting part is, I don't know if you can see this, but uh, if you go to science.com, you'll see this picture with Darth Vader standing next to a, a big screen mm-hmm. for you know his plan to destroy the Earth. But he's not, he doesn't really want to destroy the Earth. It says the target is Kennedy Space Center. <laughs> well, he sh- well, first of all, he shouldn't be destroying Earth. He should be... St- he should be destroying like Tatooine or one of those uh, <laughs> places. So the Earth shouldn't really be involved. Uh, and second of all, hope to God J.J. Abrams doesn't get a hold of this because <laughs> I'm pretty sure if he saw any any second of this and that he would just incorporate it into his new uh, yeah. Star Wars because he's the worst person in the world. So. <laughs> another uh, another Chinese adaptation of it is. Uh, there's a there's a dinner scene where a duck is being stuck into a toaster oven. Um, I'll just throw that in there and. Uh, Wait, that's as in Star Wars as in well? In Star Wars as well, <laughs> okay, well yeah. That seems to make sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense. You're <laughs> <laughs> relative. Completely. completely. Um, another weird news, the world's oldest pants are uh, discovered in China. So uh, for all the hippies out there... Oh, I think it's uh, a corduroy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is corduroy. <laughs> it's made of three different kinds of wool, apparently. And it's like 3,000 years old. And it's from Mongolia or for China? Uh, it's in the Yonghai graveyard in China's Tarim Basin, mm. uh, which ah, I have n- no idea where it is. I don't make it there enough. That's what I know. <laughs> That's what I do know yeah. So. yeah, I should uh, should really go there more often, like uh, a weekend stroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, a real day trip. Um, so if you you know didn't know that China was manufacturing uh, all the trousers of the world, well, now you have proof that it's that started here. 3,000 years? How old? Yeah, 3,000 years old. No, there's got to be pants before that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there were pants before that, but we can't find them. <laughs> mm, okay. Mm, it's pretty good condition, actually. Um, yeah, not bad looking. And it's pr- probably... Uh, hipster trash. It's very hipster. <laughs> and you can see, I don't know, but people go to shines.com to see the picture. You can see the slit uh, or the opening mm. where baby Chinese boys and girls have <laughs> now a slit, you know, just in case uh, they need to poo or pee quickly. And this was uh, for horse riders. Uh, I, not, I don't know how that works. But anyway, uh, another weird news. Uh, I don't know if you remember people, uh, this giant yellow plastic duck that was the subject of much... Um, the Hong Kong duck, The right? Hong Kong duck that moved to Beijing later on. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then was deflated after that. Uh, uh, that duck changed my life, man. I'll tell yeah, you what. Yeah. We have actually a copy of that this yeah, duck he- out here yeah. in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> you may have heard this duck earlier on on uh, earlier podcasts. Well, I've got news for you. It's time to get updated and to buy a new figure because 
Now, the same artist called Florentine Joffman has decided to bring a giant pink cat to Shanghai Century Park. It's out there now. Oh, you okay. can go and see it. It's made of bamboo and it's pink. Uh, but it's not as big as the duck, I'm sorry to say. Oh, it's wacky. It's wacky, but uh, it's quite uh, impressive. And uh, Well, I do like kitty cats. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, supposed to bring you luck. You know, it's waving at you. Mm -hmm. And uh, because they said, he, you know, the artist said that the duck brought actually luck and health to Hong Kong. I think so. Does a, does a kitty cat have a name or... Uh, I don't think so, but it does have healing properties. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just uh, having a cat in the family. Let's just thing. call him Mr. Whiskers. Mr. Okay. Whiskers. <laughs> Beautiful kitty cat. Uh, in other weird news, a uh, Chinese man stuck, is stuck in South Korea after uh, his son draws all over his passport. Ah, I saw that, yes. Yeah. Right. In his defense, it's pretty good work. So. It's, pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome artist, actually. <laughs> and it's not just a face that is uh, being defaced, so to speak. It's the whole passport yeah, he went to page. Town. He went to town. Yeah. <laughs> Took his time and probably had a good half hour uh, dealing with his passport. And... Uh, I'm, I think the result is better than the original. But is it really? I mean, I, I think that got picked up everywhere. I mean, does that? I don't, I'm not. I'm surprised that uh, that got that got such buzz. <laughs> uh, let's let's just face it. Kids, kids are jerks. All right, <laughs> just stay away from them. Don't try to make them. There's really no need for them. <laughs> yeah, it's detrimental to your health. That we know. I'm pretty sure cloning is all right around the corner. So you just you don't even need to get involved with it anymore. Like <laughs> avoid. Avoid kids at <laughs> all costs. That is Sacco's advice for yes. the week. So pod, you, pod people. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> we need adults directly. You know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, or I no? Mean, I mean, they. Oh, you can grow up in a pod. You just don't speak, or you have a tube, <laughs> and then you come out as an adult. But you just don't <laughs> annoy anyone. <laughs> that seems. You don't shout, scream, and yell, and run around. Well, I mean, if you want to advance, that's how it happens. So if you want to stay in the past, you stay in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you can have fun making them, but. <laughs> But please uh, <laughs> dispose of them until they're 15 or something. No, I'm just kidding, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mom. Oh. <laughs> Hello to Psycho's mom. Uh -huh. Okay. The last thing of weird news that I'd like to go, and it's a cool segue into something I want to talk about, Psycho, in a moment, is uh, apparently um, Baidu Tieba is an online vault where fans and weirdos of every topic can create their own forum and indulge in their fandom. Uh, whether a craze over celebrities, obsession, or ideology, or simply share outre, outre hobbies. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, directly quoting from the worldofchinese.com website. And uh, one netizen browsing through the forums found a group named Men Wearing Dresses Forum. And he clicked <laughs> and it was increasingly overwhelmed uh, and felt compelled to share what he saw with fellow netizens. So you can see different pictures of guys dressed, you know, posing in women's attire. Yeah, basically. I could see that being popular. It's um, quite popular. It's out there in in the streets. Is it all across? Is it just the mainland mostly? Does it look like? Uh, it, it, yeah, it looks, looks like. Uh, looks, no? it looks like different parts oh, yeah, of China. Oh, yeah, those are mainland boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, this is a good segue into the picture you sent me because I always ask guests to send me pictures over for the website of the podcast, and you sent me a very weird picture. Can you? Talk to us about this picture a little bit. Well, that's weird in your context. I don't know <laughs> what. Uh, that was just my uh, usual Friday night. Um, <laughs> no, I come. Uh, I am um, part owner of 390, which is one of the few LGBT bars here in Shanghai. Yep. And part of uh, 
kind of riding that horse is you have to play along and sometimes I'm a fireman and sometimes I am cleaning the pole and sometimes <laughs> I'm dressing as a girl. It's just, uh, you gotta roll with the punches. So, uh, and that specific night, actually, actually what happened that specific night, it was a policeman themed, uh, called kiss me. I'm a policeman, which is very innovative. I think of these names too. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, I couldn't find a, a full, costume for the uh the male one but they had a female one at the costume show with uh, the holiday house down there not too far from here and uh, yep so i uh had to play along so nice little tight-fitting police dress is what i sent you <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful and if you want to be psycho in a tight-fitting female police uh attire <laughs> go to shanghaicomedycornell.com and you'll you'll ravish your eyes because hmm. it's quite a sight so psycho where are you from I am from California originally. Yeah, yeah. California. And um, you know, what do you do what do you do here out here in Shanghai? Cuz we keep talking about 390. I think pretty I, much Have you ever worn a dress? I started to go back to that. I I, I didn't really <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have when I was like 14 for But not really. I mean just for fun, not really for publicly for uh, uh, publicly for <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Have you been to Lila Dance Hall? That's what uh I haven't actually. I've heard of Yeah, uh, have you heard of it? I've uh, heard of it. Uh, for those who don't know, Lila Dancer was a very in very sweet uh, club, or uh, not really a club, more just a hall where people uh, of the male persuasion dance with one each other. Mm, and yes. um, it's it's a very innocent place, actually. It's a very working class. But the funny thing about it is there's a there's a drag show uh, every every week, okay. and and also there's a um, so you have the age group is around 50 to, let's say, 120 <laughs> in the track show. Uh, and probably mostly towards the 100 range, like, <laughs> if I had to get it. But, uh, and also every week, um, it's like a ballroom dancing, and then there's a drag show, then there's a raffle. And at the raffle, the main prize is a rice cooker. And <laughs> as you can imagine, a lot of these guys that go are actually married, and so they come home with a lot of rice cookers. <laughs> they have to explain why they have so many damn rice cookers. But you should get a chance to go up there. It's in Honko District. It's in so. Honko District. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've uh, heard of this place. Friday yeah. and Saturday. It's pretty early. But yeah, it's like five or something. Yeah. yeah. And you could put on a dress there if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that as a piece of advice. You'd be the bell of the ball. <laughs> I'll be the bell of the bar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm from California. That's what. Uh, that's and uh, mostly San Francisco, but that's mm. where I moved here from. I lived there about um, about nine years. Nine years, wow. Okay. Uh, before here, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, we keep uh, we keep mentioning three ninety uh, in this podcast almost every week because mm. so many things happen over there. And so you're, you're the reason for our success. Yeah, I, I am actually, and I was about to ask you for some money yeah. in return. You know, oh, this is just a big sponsorship flow. I for <laughs> smack and three ninety, <laughs> then it's Starbucks. <laughs> I, I see your road you're going down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tomorrow's Coca Cola or something. Yeah. Um, yes, and uh, so it's a thriving place for events. It's an LGBT bar, as you said, but it's way more than that, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more than that. I mean, it's a, it's a multi-use space, is mm. what you would say. Uh, and eventually me and my uh, partner, uh, my business partner, Jack, who owns Shanghai Studio, um, he we were going to do Friday nights, every live music every Friday night, and then mm. kind of more LGBT themes Thursday and Saturday, and then some other... Um, you know, comedy and plays and whatnot and theatrical things. Um, and so the live music hasn't worked out as much because of just some issues with the man and mm. such. But uh, we still do some live music and we do quite a bit of comedy now, which is great. As you know, the smack are every Thursday, which yep. are, uh, it's 
They've been doing it for like I don't know how long. Three months on Thursdays. Uh, three, four months. Yeah. It's been packed every Thursday. I'm very surprised. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> we'll back that up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Beep. We'll delete that from the. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's great. Thursdays are great. Uh, but also the Shanghai Tickler open mic. Yeah, every Tuesday open mic. And last week, uh, that guy that came on last week, uh, Tom Rhodes. Yeah, Tom Rhodes from. Uh, he's from America as well. And uh, Comedy Central. Or, uh, maybe yeah. Canada. Is he American or Canadian? He's, he's American. It's same yeah. place. Don't, don't <laughs> let anyone tell you different. It's, it's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was he was amazing. He came on uh, as a surprise guest at the Shanghai Tickler, uh, and he did a whole set about how he got scammed by the Tea House scam that day. <laughs> yeah. and, and I thought he was just bullshitting, but uh, now he showed me the pictures of yep. the couple that scammed him and everything like that. And and like they took around a poll like throughout the uh, and it turns out like half the guys in the place had been uh, that whole scam. Has happened, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have been too. I mean, you you uh, fell for the scam. Yeah, I fell for the scam. Yeah. yeah, it's such a yeah, and it, it is like an innocent. Uh, was it who was it? A boy and a girl, or it was, was it two the, girls. It was two girls. It was okay. it was like ten, no less. Let's say nine, eight or nine years ago. Okay. And I was living in North Jiangsu Province, and was just visiting for a few days. I was in between jobs, jobless, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, "Oh, I'll just go to Shanghai for three days. Just you know, I've uh, never really been there. I went, I flew almost directly to that. Okay, so it was in Shanghai. You got scammed. It was, it was like, <laughs> oh, let's go. And then, well, sure enough, I was walking down Nanjing Loop. You know, just Nanjing an Loop innocent boy, in the innocent big city. boys, and two beautiful <laughs> girls. With perfect English, yeah, and I was like, "Hey!" And you know what? They were so good because I felt like I had chosen the tea place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I felt like what they get you for? What's, uh, what was the final amount of you? Don't mind uh, not much. It was like four hundred quai. Okay, no, but at the bad. time, it was like yeah, horrendous. Ago, it seems like a horrendous amount of, and I had. I didn't drink tea. I drank Coca Cola, and <laughs> why, I. Why did you drink yeah, Coke at tea? I didn't Coke. No, I just drank Coke, and <laughs> and because it was the cheapest thing on the menu, it was like already thirty quid at the time, uh-huh. and uh, I bit into watermelon. And oh, okay. I said that the fruit fruit platter was four hundred quid. Ah, there you yeah. Go. So it was a tea house, but they got me for the fruit platter. Well, yeah, I've heard people up to like two thousand quid. So you got off lucky. So yeah, I was I was okay. I, I was okay. If you call it that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, you learned a life lesson. So that's your four hundred quid for yeah. to never speak to anyone ever. <laughs> basically, is what yeah. he learned there. Never engage in conversation <laughs> with anyone at all. I'm surprised I'm talking Stranger to you tonight. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, as as it happened for Tom Rhodes, after the scam, they kept talking to me. They want to hang out. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like. Are you crazy? You just count me four and quiet. You just make me fork over for I raped quiet. you from the back. Might as well rip you from the front. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw Tom Rhodes at the um, Kung at, Fu Comedy at Club. At the Kung Fu, the main yes. one, the main event. Time. If you had listened to this podcast last week, you would have known and bought tickets for it, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. It was a fantastic show. Oh, Tom Rhodes. Is, yeah, I was blown away. I'm glad. Glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a. He's a professional guy. He's 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 got a pot, a very successful, one of the most successful, if not the most successful, podcast. Mm. Actually, comedy podcast. Um, so I'm trying to bring some sort of competition here. Okay, and uh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, it just happens that I was at the club early, and he was there early too. And there was no one in the club, so we got to talking for like 30 minutes. He's the most awesome thing. Yeah, he knew I, I came from Montpellier, uh, south of France, and he had a story about it. And he okay. said, "I'm going to do that story about the guy from Montpellier uh-huh. on the show." And awesome. he did, and awesome. it was great. Um, I like his humor because he's very. Um, Casual, you know, in the way it's not like, uh, 
he can't deviate from what he's about to say. He's got he's very casual. He goes with the flow, and he's really yeah, cool. Could, yeah, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but he was just uh, yeah, just good high energy, and just seems yeah. to take it to place to place very well. So yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So Tom Rose, you should check him out wherever he's at now. Yeah, definitely. He comes often now, and then he's, he's got this really good podcast. So mm-hmm. get on iTunes and and check him out. Um, so you come from America, from San Francisco, San and Francisco. you started as a computer guy. Ah, uh, yeah, I was just a just a company computer guy. Um, yeah, nothing special. I mean, in my twenties, so I spent the whole time uh, by day doing the computer job, and by night I worked uh, with music um, in mostly a capacity of actually radio and a little bit to making magazines and putting on some shows. You know, just mm-hmm. the, the regular DIY kind of San Francisco. <laughs> don't put on deodorant, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's, I call it when I used to bleed and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you had a good time um, uh, running a pirate radio station, right? Yep, for uh, about a little over five years, wow. I, I built and ran a pirate radio station. Uh, mostly, I was on the end of technical side, um, but uh, yeah, just did the programming, a little bit of the engineering, and I had a you know a weekly show as well. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you also said that uh, this was the best moment of your life, one of the best moments, but also one of the worst. As you had to live in a laundry room shack? Well, the last place, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was some of the best times of my life because I was able to bring, We eventually when I left, we had so many good sh- radio shows uh, from all aspects of life in San Francisco, which, as you can imagine, there's a lot of aspects of life in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, I think there's a saying that says, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Mm. Uh, but there's another saying, anyone can make it in San Francisco. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of us. Um, but yeah, the problem is it's, freaking expensive it uh, is yeah and when i moved from there to shanghai i was at the time sharing a basically a laundry shack that wasn't even attached to the house and so like <laughs> the wind would go through and it'd be cold and like uh and if we ever even like brought brought somebody home we would call and say hey i need the couch or i need the beds <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god <laughs> and i still paid like 650 to share that's wow. the shared price of that. so share price uh yeah it's not a cheap city i heard yeah it's even worse now i guess because all the you yeah techs google guys it is it is in. increasing and it mm. used to be like the hippie place it used to be the the the, the you know the, um, yeah, the heart heart used the, to be in san francisco but, yeah mm. it was but it's destroying it now the tech people all just, yeah maybe maybe destroying maybe not maybe mm. maybe we're just crying about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Flipping over Google buses. (laughs) (laughs) I was there last summer for the first time. I was just blown away by it. Just blown away by the city. Um, Anyway, you're in Shanghai now. And you got lots of things running. Uh, running. We have the three ninety bar, of course, but you also have other projects like uh, Uptown Record. Can you can you tell us more about it? Yeah, I've been doing Uptown Record. Uh, I think Uptown Record Store about a little over three years now, uh, mm. and that's kind of my baby. Um, it's one of the first vinyl record stores actually in mainland China. Um, there wasn't a really big vinyl culture um, mm. before. And also, it's one of the few stores that sells independent music from China. Um, wow. Like everything from Beijing to Wuhan and rock to electronic. Um, so, yeah. So, we do some small shows down there. And it's kind of like uh, what keeps me going. Like So, yeah. It's down uh, not too far, actually, from 390. It's like a couple blocks away off Xingfulu and Pingulu. Um, you should stop on by sometime. Fantastic. Um, you also write for smartshanghai.com. 
Um, yep, yep, yep. So I've been doing that for about two years. I do their weekly um, music column, mm-hmm. which the only sad thing about that is I can't form sentences. No one ever taught me how to read. And so <laughs> uh, the editors kind of give me, uh, they're, yeah, they're not a fan <laughs> when I have to submit an article because uh, just punctuation and, and general <laughs> general basic stuff you should learn uh, I never picked up on. Uh, but it's fun. Actually, today, uh, the article published today is a really good one about uh, like 60s and 70s, uh, Cantonese and Mandarin, um, like garage rock and kind of like psych rock and disco and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of their, a lot, of, a lot of stuff that people didn't know was around. Uh, not so much on the mainland because the mainland was kind of rough living back in the 60s and 70s. But in Hong Kong, uh, Taiwan, and also Singapore, there's a, some really amazing scenes. Uh, so yeah, you should go to check out Smart Shanghai. Uh, it should be on all week uh, on the front. Uh, it's called Music Monday. Uh, yep, and so that's where that is at. So how do you get into this music so much? I mean, how were, you were raised in a musical environment, or no, just um, just through going to shows as kids. Uh, you know, my I guess through through older kids, like my older sisters and brothers, uh-huh. and just going to. I think I started going to shows when I was on ten or something. I think uh, Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine was my first show. So, wow. I mean, after that, you can't. There's no turning back. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You try to turn away from music after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because there's lots happening in Shanghai with local music. I mean, it's it's amazing all the things. If you, I don't know uh, if you know about Yingtown listeners, but it's an amazing place where lots of things happen. There's lots of venues across town that, I mean, I don't know the difference between Shanghai and Beijing. Maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, of course. I mean, Shanghai is an amazing place, and there are a bunch of great venues and people doing stuff here. Um, Beijing has probably like 10 times the amount of bands oh, just wow. because there's a little bit of rougher edge city. Uh, <laughs> I think think that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah, I just made that up. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Beijing has... Or really, and but they, there's a lot of bickering out there too. And uh, my friend from Beijing, they say, "Oh well, you know, there's uh, there's all these bands, but we all hate each other, <laughs> so it's, it's, it doesn't even necessarily more is better." But uh, there is more going on up there. Here, there's more of like electronic scene, I would say, like people doing, uh, you know, independent, like either dance music or experimental music or even noise music. Uh, and Shanghai is kind of known for more of that side of it. Uh, musically wise mm, fantastic so before we go on to more of, about your interview i'd like to promote some of the things happening uh soon or this week or in the next couple of weeks in shanghai the first thing is for those who missed it last week i interviewed charlene and raymond who are co-organizers of the shanghai pride this year shanghai pride number six and uh, here's the interview i had with them uh, listen up because there's a ton of different events for shanghai pride Hi, Charlene. Hi, everyone. This is Julian from Shanghai Comedy Corner Podcast. I'm here with uh, Charlene and Raymond, and we're going to talk about Shanghai Pride. So first of all, hi, Charlene. Hello. Hi. Um, so you're the co-founder of Shanghai Pride. Uh, you've been here, what, six years now? Uh-huh. Almost there. And, uh, and you're an engineer. You're from Malaysia. Right, and here I'm uh, with uh, Raymond. Hey. Hi, Raymond. Uh, nice to have you here. You're the co-organizer of Shanghai yes. Pride. Yes. 
And how long have you been in Shanghai? This is my fifth year. Your fifth year. And you work in... Telecommunications. Telecom and you're yeah. also from Malaysia. Yes. All right. <laughs> so um, I'm very excited to be promoting Shanghai Pride because I know you're striving to create more awareness of the LGBT community in Shanghai and you're prom promoting diversity and tolerance. So Raymond, first I would like to ask you, what is the theme for the sixth year of Shanghai Pride? Um, this year we have set our team uh, as Better Together. Okay. Um, this is our sixth year of Shanghai Pride, and we have been covering a lot of great topics over the past five years. And this year, we are going to focus again on topics that we haven't covered for the past, the near years, HIV, AIDS, and transgender. That's great. Um, Charlene, can you tell us a bit more about the partners you've managed to round up for this year? Sure. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that Shanghai Pride is run entirely by volunteers with the support of many partners. Uh, partners include businesses, foreign consulates, NGOs, as well as venues around the city. So really, it is uh, actually a community event. Right. So just to, just to give an idea of how Shanghai Pride has grown over the years, uh, you started six years ago. How many people were, were, were with you six years ago? Well, six years ago, we had uh, about 10 key organizers and maybe another 10 volunteers. But today, we have about 20 key organizers and almost 100 signed up volunteers. So we have seen a significant growth uh, throughout the years, and we're really, really happy about that. All right, so I want to ask you, how do we get in touch? How do we know what's going on with Shanghai Pride this year? Sure, you can always get uh, your updates and information at shpride.com. That is our website. And you can also follow us on WeChat, and our ID is shanghai-pride. Okay, cool. Uh, Raymond, can you tell us a little bit more about the big events, the important events sure. that are going on about? Um, this year, we are going to have, again, a very big, fabulous opening party which is really colorful and resembles our better together mm -hmm. and we also we are going to have a series of theater plays uh, one of them will be a, a exploring about the transgender community and the other will be uh, trying to ref reflect the Chinese community about um, gay white uh, sorry about wives in uh, of the gay men, mm. yeah. So the opening party is on June 14th, right? Yes, it is on the 14th of and June. And we're yep. not going to tell you where it is. If you want to know, you have to go to shpride.com yes. or sign up on WeChat, Shanghai-Pride. Uh, however, you know, because it's this podcast is about comedy and theater play, I'm very excited to see uh, messages, you know, conveyed across plays. I think it's very nice medium to convey different issues like uh, coming out or anything. So can you tell us just a little bit more about the theater? Um, this year, we are, uh, like I said just now, mm. that uh, we have this uh, identity series of, uh, uh, of uh, for the theater. We have one coming up early in June. Mm. Uh, it's called The Cock. It's about exploring gay men, of course. And, and the second one will be um, Rendezvous. We're going to explore the relationships and the self-discovery journey of uh, the transgender community, as well as a local play coming up as well uh, called Easy and Irving. Uh, this is about wives of gay men in the Chinese community. These are really exciting topics to discover and play with during Shanghai Pride. All right. Thank you very much, Raymond. And Charlene, can you... Uh just wrap it up for us and let us know about all the exciting events that are coming up in June. <laughs> of course, um, 
besides parties and the uh, theater, we also have panel discussions, film festival, the art exhibition, and trivia night. And this will encompass topics that we're going to talk about this year, which is uh, HIV awareness coming out, uh, as well as uh, about us existing and just having fun. So right. uh, don't forget, a lot more parties coming up. Yes, great parties all throughout the month of June. If you want to know all about this, please go to shpride.com or sign up on your WeChat official accounts, Shanghai-Pride. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you. And thank, thank you, Bye-bye. Bye. That was uh, Charlene and Raymond. And uh, so as you can see, there's tons of things happening. And just as a little reminder, um, on the 6th and the 7th of June at the Pearl Theatre, the same same space uh, for his Mac show, is uh, the play called Cock. Cock. And uh, you should definitely go and see it. Some of Two of my friends are in there that it's I know filthy. very well. It's, it's filthy. filthy. <laughs> Uh, John Propercast and um, uh, and uh, I forgot. Oh, uh, yes, Owen uh, Keats are in, yeah, in there. Yeah, Owen's in there. And uh, so you should definitely go. Yeah, and hear them rehearse a bit. It's gonna. It's gonna. You know. It's. It's maybe don't bring the kids. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Oh, is that <laughs> possibly? <laughs> is it? Uh, <laughs> is so it rated? I would say five, five and up. Five and up is fine. Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, how liberal you are! <laughs> you can bring your pod. <laughs> bring your pod. Um, obviously, there's these. Max fifth anniversary show oh, at the Pearl one. Two mm. on the fourteenth. You can buy your tickets at three ninety. You can also email Kurt at zmac.net or just go and visit zmac.net for more information if you forget. That's probably one of the biggest shows of the year, right? It is. Yeah. It is the, the the biggest Mac show of the year. And so, how much? T- yeah, so you should buy pre-sale tickets. I think, like you said, you can pick it up at three ninety. There are just a hundred, right? And yeah, so, just a hundred with a drink. And oh, uh, but you, it's 150 without, so get down there. Yeah, you better buy tickets. You know, plus, it's going to sell anyway, so you better get the They're selling now. fast. They're <laughs> selling fast. Um, another thing I'd like to uh, promote this week is DAF Design Art and Fashion mm. Fair, DAF. Uh, it's going to be at Westbund and uh, there's Westbund. Westbund. <laughs> Westbund. That's uh, not a real thing, I don't think. Actually, <laughs> actually it's a new. You just keep extending the bun. Yeah, where it is. Exactly. It's actually in Hongqiao, but <laughs> <laughs> it's actually near the airport. Um, um, and this is going to be a booth for Pride and a booth for Upton Records. So yep, yep. you want to be there. Yeah, actually, uh, you should. If you're if you ever think about buying a record player, uh, I have a, a new batch in of these little suitcase ones. They're really neat, and they're just five hundred quai. Uh, but if you want to start your vinyl collection, you know, yeah. uh, your road, uh, then feel free to come out and test it out and just see see how it like see if it uh, see if it fits your your style. Yeah, and they go for very cheap anyway, right? This, you uh, can even yeah, and if if you don't need to buy records, you can plug in USB into it too. And so at least <laughs> at least it looks cool. You're, oh, you just put one record on it. Just play the USB. Like, that's what I do. Um, I just want to look cool. Yeah, well, don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, there's also uh, Dr. Sketchy um, on the 14th and the 15th Ooh, that's of That's a big June. weekend. Damn. Yeah. I don't know what I can do that weekend. Shit. And uh, at the same time is Shanghai Pride opening party as you heard on the in-, in the interview on the same night. So first, this is what you're going to do that weekend. You don't have to plan anything. Julian from Shanghai Comedy Corner Podcast is here to plan your weekend you that weekend in June. Listen to me. First, you check out this Mac show at The Pearl. 
Then you go to the Shanghai Pride opening party. I think it's at M2. So it's mm. on your way back yeah, downtown. M2, that's correct. And uh, then after that, the next day, you just go and check out Dr. Sketchy. Dr. Sketchy. Uh, the R or the... Every, every time they have a different uh, model. And yeah. this time, I believe it is Booty Calypso is okay. his name. And uh, <laughs> I, from what I understand, he's very bendable. So get your, get your tickets for that as well. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what Dr. Sketchy is, basically mm. it's an event where you go with your own paper and uh, pens and pencils, right? Um, they have some paper oh, they and have pins some. there, but yeah, you should bring your own if you want. And yeah, basically, it's just a sketching. It's like, I, I believe it's called an anti art event, um, okay. which means, you know, it's not pretentious. And people sketch and they share each other's sketches. And there's a couple of prizes. I think there's like five or six rounds. Hmm. Uh, there's like mostly like champagne. And there's a, maybe a couple painting lessons as prizes and some sketch color pencils and stuff like that. But it's a really, really neat event. And it's unique because uh, I'm pretty sure there's nothing been done like that. Shanghai and uh, the past year and a half they've really built up a nice team so you should check it out check it out it's a nice community event you yeah, should meet a lot of peop cool people it's all about the kids oh wait no <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back to Sako 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 mm -hmm. the first thing I wanted about you when I first met you is why Sako? What's I've never heard that name before. Is it a common name? I'm not aware of. Oh, it's not my real name. No. Oh, uh, my oh. real name is Daniel. Daniel David. Oh That's, wow. That doesn't sound very fun though. <laughs> Sako is definitely better. What yes. is any story behind? I'm sure. I mean, it was my name actually in the radio uh, in San Francisco, and when I was doing zines and stuff. Mm. It's just it's an a it's actually an Italian anarchist martyr from the early 1900s yeah. in uh, in America, who was part of like the early 1900s industrial revolution, labor riots and stuff. They're it's it's known as two people, Sacco and Vanzetti, Vanzetti yeah. Yeah, um, who were hanged for supposedly killing a police officer, which I still say they didn't do it. I mean, I wasn't there, <laughs> but... Uh, it's fishy, um, fishy yeah. business. So that's where I... And uh, when I moved here, there turns out there's just a bunch of Daniels in Shanghai. I, like, I met like 40 Daniels when I first moved here. <laughs> like, my roommate when I first moved here was Daniel, and like a couple guys from the music scene, so I'm like, ah, I'm just going to give up my Christian name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so. you definitely made a name for yourself, if you allow me to pun, and, uh, and <laughs> being a co-owner of uh, 390 and man Managing studio earlier on. Um, yeah, I miss managing studio. I mean, I at the beginning of the year, I don't manage studio uh, as much. I put those duties onto somebody else. But studio is definitely one of the most insane places in Shanghai. It's great. It's real, and I've seen it like go from when I first started DJing there a few years ago. It was like a few guys in the basement, yeah, and you it's know, not they, much. They yeah. didn't really want to like have their picture taken because you know maybe yeah. they have family and stuff out. But now there's like you know a thousand it's guys. Crazy. And if you don't take the picture, they get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's, the past year, like, you know, through Pride and through everything, it's really it's been an interesting trip to see. Like, well, if you don't know uh, Studio, it's an underground kind of bomb. Oops, I'm bumping into the microphone. It's a bomb shelter kind of. Uh, yeah, bomb shelter uh, bar. Bomb shelter bar, yeah, basically. Just like, just like the shelter and one of those bars. You know? In one of the most famous, and of the most famous gay venue. But just for the venue, even if mm. you're not gay, you just go and check it out because it's just it's an amazing... It's cavernous. It's cavernous. Like, lots of corridors and rooms. Batman might be there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully his uh, partner, <laughs> <Yeah>. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Robin's there. Half naked. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, I've been there a few times and what I've noticed is they, you know, I didn't know they had so many rooms actually, mm. and year year after year they would open rooms, new rooms, redecorate, rearrange. It's just a, a really cool place to to be and and party, you know. Mm. Oh yeah, it's super fun. It's super fun. Um, Friday night, go on Friday night. Friday night is there. the night. Yes. 
at uh, Studio. Uh, okay, let's go back to a more personal question now. Um, you you told me that you once dated a girl from Smart Shanghai. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Smart Shanghai. Did, did, were you working at Smart Shanghai for, at the time? Or no, no, no. Just... This was a few years ago. I, I've only been working at Smart Shanghai about a little less than two years, and this was maybe like four years ago or something like that. Oh, that was prehistory. Uh-huh. <laughs> four years ago. Four years in Shanghai. It's like 20 years in <laughs> yeah. Europe, you know? <laughs> yeah, I always, I always tell people, like, I've been here a little over five years, but I always tell people it's a year less, just just, just on my mind. If I knock out a year, oh, it's only been here four years, but I've been here five and a half years. Because like, of my mind. Mind, it sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Although four is not such a, a nice number here in China. So no, oh, no. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so you dated a girl uh, from Smart Shanghai from mm. the personal ads in Smart Shanghai. By the way, I just gave away a nice tip for all your new com- <laughs> newcomers. Um, and um, her name was her name was Gorgon, or I called her uh, the Gorgon. The Gorgon. <laughs> 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 she's not listening but she's probably not <laughs> <laughs> so all of those who don't know what a gorgon is it's the race uh, yeah, well uh, gorgon I mean it's it's mythological based from a Greek mythology or whatever but uh, it's basically the race of Medusa you know Medusa was that chick with the snakes on her head and she had the uh, the snake for a tail uh, and she, her sisters were witches. Um, but yeah, th- that's the race of the witches that they are, Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> but what you wonder, and I like this little anecdote, is you wonder how the name was chosen f- well, yeah, I mean, that, it, it wasn't on the first date I brought that up, but I think it was on the third or fourth almost. So what, what's up? Why, why, yeah, why, I need, why, I need why, to why ask you name, something. Why, why the hell is your name Gorgon? <laughs> I, it's yeah. not really a positive thing in history either. So it's like, even Medusa, I would take Medusa, but like just like the race of It, it <laughs> sounds like a male name. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little strong like, male. It's too, like yeah. strong male. I'm sorry, but, you know, calling you that name in bed, Kind of freaks me out a little bit, you know. It's kind of cool at the same time. Uh, yeah, so I finally asked her, and <laughs> turned out, I, I think she said she was in third grade or something like this, and her teacher at the time, I'm not sure what, if, it was, uh, if it was a foreign teacher or a Chinese teacher, but they handed out straws to everybody, and they basically everyone drew a stick or a straw and got an English name, uh, and that's what she drew. She, drew, <laughs> she was lucky enough. <laughs> to draw the Gorgon, and now that's her name for the rest of her life. And I think she was going to go to Australia, too. And so I can imagine when these people are reading these, like, she's an accountant. So when, we, when these people are reading their application for a job in Australia, they're like, okay, I think we got a real go-getter upper management written all over her. <laughs> I forgot to say she's the Gorgon. She gets the job done. Done. No need to interview. <laughs> you just hired. Yeah. But also, what I want to know is what the hell are on those rest of the sticks? <laughs> and what kind of complexes these kids, how they're called, like, yeah. you know, uh, Zeus and other... <laughs> well, Kronos. Whoever, whoever was ever in these names uh, yeah. that were drawn. And, yeah. And all these weird complexes they now have because this yeah. teacher was just messing around. Like, I want to see where Oedipus is, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oedipus seems to have some other issues now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where yeah. they stem from? Possibly oh. the name that you gave him, Oedipus? Well, That's he was probably... just... <laughs> He was just Why? jailed. He murdered his father. <laughs> Why he wants to make love to his mother so bad? <laughs> How about Kronos? <laughs> oh, Hephaestus. You know. Oh, poor kid. Poor kid. Ah. Uh, anyway, yeah, but that's just one of those interesting things that you uh, you come across in Shanghai that you uh, probably won't come across other places. And uh, it's sometimes you know being here a while. You've been here how long? You said ten years now. Or yeah, well, nine years. Nine, yeah, nine years and counting. Now. Yeah. So I mean, they still it, it still doesn't get dull. There's still stuff no, still comes up like that. That's <laughs> the beautiful place about 
there's a beautiful thing about a place like Shanghai. It's, oh. You walk down the street and it's still like your first day. <laughs> You're still amazed by things that yeah, happen on the street. Too. It's just amazing. Um, what did I just see the other day? A guy almost completely naked just today, <laughs> painted in green, skateboarding in the middle of Huahelu and being filmed by d- dudes with camera phones and also like proper and proper dudes proper oh, yeah. dudes uh, filming them too it's just like the and it's random moments hipsters hipsters <laughs> in middle of rush hour Gotta stop them stop yeah. them somehow yeah it was it was just just random <laughs> um but you also uh you told me about a um, a zine at the end of the month that you're publishing you want to talk about that that's, yeah that's um, amazingly interesting well yeah because i already have enough projects but um i used to do back in california and stuff i used to do zines uh basically i, I don't know how to make music i just know how to write about it and talk about it online and play it to other people um so yeah so anyway i'm starting up a new it's a new idea kind of in conjunction with um five independent record stores across china and there's and pretty much there is only five it's it's a very emerging market as they say um just like my gay bar Um, (laughs) (laughs) so basically it's a um it's a small record the seven inch one and it's on this first issue uh and it's called jiao ji uh which means intersection uh, and this first one, which is released on the 28th at 390, uh, is a local band called The Ciders, which are like a kind of Shanghainese garage rock, surf rock, uh, fun band. And on the other side of that is um, a band called DOA, which are like a kind of famous punk band from, uh, from Canada. And so basically the, the idea of it, it's mostly in Chinese, but on the website there'll be English. And so it comes with a magazine with a record inside, and um, there's interview with the two bands, and there's a couple articles and reviews about other Chinese music coming out. And then, um, yeah, then there's a release party. And the best thing is, like, you get to keep, you know, the record as, like, a yeah. momentum. Like, because magazines, eh, sometimes they don't last as long, especially these days. Yeah. But if you stick a record in there, then you're holding on to that. So yeah. <laughs> that's well, you, the idea on that. The sleeves is part of the whole thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun just to have something, like, yeah. you know, the it's kind of a timestamp as well, like, of the exactly. music and what's going on. So. And if you're going to DAF, you can get the record player to play yeah. it on. So if you, uh, <laughs> if you want to get a head start on it, come on down to my DAF booth, uh, both Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. I, I'm, I'm one of the bigger booths so look for the big booths oh uh, hopefully i'm next to pride i'm hoping i get paired up with a pride so we can uh we can yeah. really party it up that'd, be, that'd uh, be super cool i'm gonna burn that mother down tell you what. <laughs> look out daft we're coming for you <laughs> there you go me and charlene together you don't want you don't want to see us <laughs> <laughs> oh charlene oh yeah 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 oh yeah <laughs> charlene i mean charlene was pretty mild on the interview oh yeah uh, you might you might have saw that in the interview but yeah she's you, a riot <laughs> you get you get out to the daft you'll see what's really going on <laughs> A <laughs> couple of beers. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's fantastic. And for those listeners who have made it so far until the podcast, I have two tickets to give away for this Max 5th oh, anniversary that's show. 200, that's almost 300 quid worth of money. That's yeah, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. You only You have, only have to answer this question. Listen carefully, listeners. Uh, just a moment ago, Sacco was mentioning one of the theme nights at 390 for the LGBT crowd. So if you can answer this question and send me the answer to uh, shanghaicomedycorner at gmail.com, the first correct answer gets two tickets to the show. The question is, for the theme show at the LGBT, one of the LGBT nights at 390, mm-hmm. the theme was, kiss me, I am a oh, what? Yes. Kiss me, I am a what? And it's you not f- Leather Daddy. 
It's not Leather Daddy. <laughs> Although that's the next one. So. <laughs> but if you remember, if you remember what it is, send your answer with you, your phone number and everything that I need to know. Uh, and you, you know, you know, I keep saying this all the time. Mm. And the first correct answer gets two free tickets for this Max fifth anniversary comedy Ooh, show. The at Fancy the Pearl Theater. Ooh. Fancy Pearl Theater. Oh my God, I can't believe there's such a thing in Shanghai. That's and we, amazing. And we have access really to it. really amazing. It's just amazing. If you don't know where the Pearl Theater is, it's right off Shanghai, uh, Sichuan Beilu. Yeah, line 10, right? Line 10. Two yeah, minute right walking time, walking distance from Sichuan Beilu Station on line 10. Just three stops above people, uh, Nanjing Lu. People Square area, and um, so it's really worth checking out just for the venue. Even if we're not funny, come and come and see the <laughs> venue. It's it's worth it's worth the price of admission. It's gonna be a horrible show. <laughs> Good scenery. That's worth a hundred kwai right there. Yeah, right. yeah. When you go to meet people and beautiful Drinks people, drinks are like five hundred kwai each. <laughs> but it's really good scenery. Really good, amazing. Yeah. It used to be an old Buddhist temple, I believe, or something. Yes, like that. it was. Like, um, mm. It was built by the Germans. I think we mentioned that before in the show. It was mm. built by the Germans as a Shintoist temple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was turned into an Egyptian-themed karaoke bar at some point. Oh, really? I didn't and know that part of it. Some thing. some other crazy stuff they did before they finally renovated yes. it a few years ago into a cabaret, burlesque cabaret store sort of place. So it's really worth going there. Okay, well, it's been almost an hour talking to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, it just flies right by. It <laughs> does. All right. I want to uh, thank a little my little friend. Uh, Rubber Duck is saying goodbye to all of you. Look out for Mr. Whiskers on the, uh, uh, on yeah. the streets. <laughs> and um, thank you, Psycho, for being part of this podcast. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I, like I said, really big fan of Julian's stuff at Smack and also his uh, every once in a while, come and see him at uh, the old Tickler when he, yeah. if he gets on stage. There. Yeah, stand up, stand up. <laughs> my next calling. <laughs> and... Um, Go to 390, talk to Sako. He's a great guy. Go to Uptown Records. Don't talk to me, actually. <laughs> uh, email's better. Maybe something more impersonal, like a fax. You can send me a fax. That'd be great. So. Who uses fax apart from the French? <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Uh, thanks so much for having me. It was great. It was great. Okay, see you next week. Bye-bye. Rock and roll. Mm -hmm.